0: to the 49ers you've got mail podcast presented by manscaped i'm really excited to be joined by former nfl quarterback and current cbs nfl analyst trent green trent how are you doing how is uh quarantine and covid doing uh while you're handling your job calling these games
1: well it's it's definitely changed the the landscape of uh broadcasting uh just like it's changed everything else in our in our world um it's uh, it's changed our routine you know i'm so used to uh, normally, uh, as a broadcaster, you go into the home city on Friday, you go to the building, the complex, you watch practice, you meet with the coaches and players, you basically spend most of the day there with them. And, and now everything's on Zoom. I'm, uh, you know, I won't travel until later on Friday. Um, we have to get there in time to get a COVID test. We have to get, we have to get tested every Friday uh, at the hotel. Um, they have uh, windows of time that we can get that done. Uh, and then, and then Saturday, we're basically quarantined to our hotel rooms, whereas we would normally go visit with the uh, the visiting team on Saturdays when they got to the hotel. Uh, none of that, none of that happens anymore. So it, it, everything's done by Zoom, and uh, and then you go to the game, and, and you know it's it's different broadcasting a game uh, without fans. That you know the fans in the stand stands make the experience. Uh, I tell people all the time pre-COVID. If you ever get a chance to, to watch an NFL game live, uh, it's just a really cool experience. And uh, we try and do the best that we can with the broadcast part of it. And, and obviously I've been in TV and broadcasting for a long time, and there's a great uh, presentation that we can make um, from, that, from that standpoint. But I think just uh, the game day experience, which we try and convey through the broadcast, is something that's pretty special and unique. And, and hopefully we get back to that soon
0: can't wait to get back to some type of normalcy but you brought up fans and fans being in the stadium fans being in the building I think this Sunday will be the first time the 49ers outside of their game in New Orleans but they have 40,000 fans in the stand so I know these guys are probably anxious just to kind of hear some kind of crowd and have some kind of interaction but let, let's talk about this game before the season this was an anticipated interdivisional rivalry between two promising teams now injury have ravished both rosters in a number of key positions this rivalry dates back to the 70s then it renewed in the 90s I'm talking the Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, Troy Aikman days what do you make of now this matchup that it's not what we saw or what we thought it would be let's say back in August but here we are
1: you know it's this is two teams that have, have dealt with very similar uh seasons uh they've dealt with a lot of injuries both their starting quarterbacks are hurt uh, a number of key players on both sides are hurt. Uh, they haven't quite uh, had the season from a record standpoint that they thought they would have, and, and they thought they would both be getting ready for the playoffs and, and making that playoff push. And uh, It just hasn't worked out that way. It's It's been an unusual year for a lot of teams because of uh, COVID and the protocols that you have to go through. Um, these two teams are no different. It's it's just uh, an ongoing challenge. And then you add to the fact that, uh, that they're both dealing – with some major injuries to, uh, to key position players, uh, it does. It makes it, uh, it makes it difficult. Um, going back from a historical standpoint though, I agree with you a hundred percent. This, this rivalry and this, this background, um, you know, for me, I know it go, you said it goes back to the seventies for me uh, starting or getting my first uh, year in the NFL would have been the 93 season and, really, if you think of like the main rivalry in the NFC that was going on in the nineties, it was, you know, it was the Niners and the Cowboys. It was, they were, you know, the the few times they would face in the regular season, it was a big deal. And they usually ended up playing, you know, in the playoffs. And uh, many times it was in the NFC championship game. So uh, there's so much historical uh, value to this, uh, to this series and to this matchup and, and, I'm looking forward to calling it. I know Kevin Harlan, uh, my partner in the booth, is is looking forward to calling it. And uh, we're going to bring up some of those old stories because uh, this rivalry is very deep-rooted and, and a lot of great talent and Hall of Famers on both sides.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com man hall of famers galore deep rooted is the perfect way to describe this rivalry but for those that are listening believe it or not Trent and it still blows my mind when I think about this if I'm not mistaken, all 16 NFC teams are somehow magically still in the running for the postseason it might be <laughs> yes good. I didn't I
1: didn't I, I I I was wrong in saying they're both out of it and they're getting ready for the playoffs they are both mathematically still right. alive um but yeah there's a there's a lot of things that have to happen for that, so uh, I, know, I know they're disappointed with how it's unfolded, but but yes there's there is still a chance.
0: <laughs> it might be grim, but many fans, especially 49ers <laughs> fans, they've already set their attention to the draft. but let's look at this whole NFC picture. What has surprised you most this year?
1: uh so so the biggest thing that's that's probably surprised me out of the NFC is is uh, what's going on you know in the NFC east uh, the fact that we're this deep into the season and uh and there's nobody that has a winning record i I don't think anybody would have thought that was going to be the case uh i think the nfc was really shook up uh in the off season when when tom brady uh jumped conferences and and so that of course made the nfc south a uh an area that that people were focusing on uh the fact that the uh uh, the 49ers represented the NFC in the Super Bowl a year ago. Uh, I, I think that division is as strong if not the strongest in the NFC when you look at it from top to bottom. Uh you know what Arizona's doing and and the Rams, it's uh and Seattle of course, it's 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 got to be the toughest uh, top to bottom division uh, out there. So uh, but from a shocking standpoint, I would say the biggest thing that uh that jumped to my mind was uh, was what's going on in the NFC East
0: absolutely Uh, I think a lot of us are surprised uh, especially you know looking at the potential of a team being under 500 with the opportunity to make it into the postseason now it's also a long shot for San Francisco but stranger things have happened but still the 49ers are looking at George Kittle he made his return to practice this week Shanahan eyeing at least another week for Jimmy fans are torn some just want them to rest up for next year but some hope that, you know, maybe with a week 15 victory, they come back to the field. What do you make of this situation?
1: You know, I, th- I think that's the the balancing act that you have to do as a as a head coach uh, and as a general manager and as a decision maker uh, from a personnel standpoint is at what point in time. You don't want to risk a long-term injury. Uh, you don't want to, uh, if either player comes back too soon, if they end up getting injured again, that it ultimately... Uh, causes them to have a, a, maybe a surgery in the offseason or something that's going to affect preparing and getting ready for next year. But you also, from the mathematical standpoint, like we talked about, you don't want to completely give up on this season in terms of playing your star player. So I think the the, the biggest decision for the 49ers will be if they think that George can come back, and, and from everything I understand about his injury, it's a lot less severe than, uh, than what Jimmy's dealing with. That, uh, that if he can come back and knowing the type of person, the type of player that George Kittle is, he's, he's going to do everything that he possibly can to get back on the field. And uh, as, as far as Jimmy's concerned, um, I think because his injury was more severe, they're going to be more cautious with it uh, in terms of uh, giving the prospect of potentially re-injuring it uh, heading into the offseason season. Uh, if, if that's ultimately the direction that they go. So uh, I just I just think there's that there's that fine line there. If you're a coach, trainer, team doctor, GM, trying to make those decisions, um, you know, in terms of jeopardizing uh, potentially even next year.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. So, Trent, you are getting ready to head out to Dallas, so we can't keep you too long. But I've got one more for you. Being that you are a former NFL quarterback, well, both the 49ers and Cowboys are without their starting QBs. We just talked about Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit. Yeah. But Kyle Shanahan said, despite Nick Mullins' recent struggles, he plans to keep him under center in week 15. Now, as a former quarterback of 15 seasons, what have you made of Nick Mullins? Any takeaways from his stand in performance this year?
1: You know, the thing is, is anytime you get an opportunity, so when you're a backup quarterback, and I was a backup quarterback for years and years before I finally got an opportunity to be a starter. And, and you know, anytime you're a backup quarterback, every time you're on the field, you're auditioning. You're auditioning for your own team, number one, to keep your job. Uh, you're auditioning for other teams because if you do well enough and the team that you're on is solidified at the quarterback position, you're auditioning for other teams to potentially go somewhere else and be a starter there. So you have to take that approach. And, and everything I've learned about uh, about Nick this week is that, uh, you know, he's very detail-oriented. He's very hardworking. Uh, he wants to do the right thing. He wants to work at his craft. We talked to him about some of the things he does in the offseason and how he approaches the offseason to try and make his game better, the questions he asks, the study that he does, uh, the physical part of it, the mental part of it. So he's doing, you know, everything that you would want uh, a quarter. Back or or a backup to try and do. Now, the other thing is getting it to transfer from meeting room, practice field, walkthroughs onto the game field. And I think we've seen flashes of that since he's been in there as the starter. And and I think the biggest hurdle for him is to now get some consistency. I thought a week ago, there were some things that he did really well that his teammates around him didn't help him with. There were were too many drop passes. Uh, There were times where the protection wasn't good enough. Uh, and then there were times where he just missed throws. So uh, an offensive unit all has to work together, quarterback being the, the main piece of that. Uh, but you all have to be on the same page and working in the same direction. And I think if he can get a level of consistency, then he's shown not only to himself, but to his team and to potentially other teams that that he could be that guy that you lean on. Now, the, the talent is there. Uh, it's just you have to be consistent this job is about being consistent i you know i used to tell that to uh young players all the time when i was playing i said hey you had a good game you know congratulations you had a good game now back it up you got to do another good game uh and and in in some players situations it's hey you had a good series and they got back it up with another good series or you back it up with a good half uh back it up with game back to back games it's um and then you ultimately want to get to the point where you have the consistency where you're backing it up year to year to year and then ultimately, if you can make that, then you then you you know you get to have a long career. So uh, I think Nick has all the tools. I think now it's just a matter of getting that consistent play out of him, um, series by series, quarter by quarter, half by half, and and ultimately game by game
0: if anybody knows about this you would be the perfect person to talk about uh, Nick Mullins under center is 49ers head to Dallas it feels like a, just another road series of road games for the 49ers but in week 15 looking to end their losing streak uh Trent I appreciate you stopping by the you've got mail podcast we can't wait to hear you uh calling this game and also hearing those stories that you were talking about we can't wait to hear about some of these NFL legends
1: That'd be great. uh, I've enjoyed it and uh, safe travels. I know I'm heading that way as well.
0: Likewise. Talk to you soon. All right.
1: Thanks.